Alright, welcome back. We're on episode 5 of Wheel of SNES. Uh, this episode, we uh, drew out uh, Jeopardy Sports Edition. Uh, uh, give you kind of a little background uh, synopsis of what Jeopardy Sports Edition claims to be. Uh, listen up, sports fans. Here's your chance to prove that, an arm that armchair athletes have the most fun. If you're a sports buff or you love the challenge of a good contest, then this edition of Jeopardy is for you. Delve into the past or current knowledge in baseball, basketball, football, and hockey and explore categories like bowl games, boxing, coaches, college standouts, equipment, golf greats, horse racing, Olympic events, pitchers, players, rookies, and rules. The sports edition, sports edition of Jeopardy is a whole new ball game with over 1,700 questions questions in sports-related categories. It will challenge your brain cells and leave you cheering. This this new edition of Jeopardy contains a variety of sports contestants, photography of the Jeopardy set, and even Alex Trebek's digitized voice. It's a truly authentic Jeopardy experience. Take the Jeopardy challenge. Uh, does that make you want to run through a wall and take the Jeopardy challenge, uh, Josh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it straight up did. I actually enjoyed this game. Uh, I will say that this game uh, said it came out in 93. Some places said 94. It was at the very end of the, the cycle of Super Nintendo. Uh, this was actually the third game that Jeopardy released on the Super Nintendo. So even though they had you know Nintendo and Sega, I'm pretty sure, they all had uh, their own games. So Super Nintendo actually had Jeopardy. They had Jeopardy Deluxe or Deluxe Jeopardy. And then they had the Sports Edition one here. So uh, the Sports Edition was the last one to come out uh, toward the end. Uh, Game Tech published it. Uh, and uh, they did pretty much most of the Jeopardy games, I think, like up until this point. Uh, Park Place was the developer. Uh, Park Place did tons of sports games. Like they did a lot of the uh, some of the early Maddens on Super Nintendo. Uh, they did uh, some of the ESPN games that we're going to end up playing. That I remember playing them vaguely, but I think they were all pretty crappy games uh, for the most part. Uh, the Madden ones I know were were good back in the day, but uh, that's that's pretty much about it. Uh, leading into, I mean it. it it's exactly what it says. It's uh, Jeopardy. I mean, you know, everybody's at least watched Jeopardy at some point in their life, right? Or at least heard of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this the best game show host ever is Alex Trebek, followed by Pat Sajak, who, who does Wheel of Fortune. So, yeah, and, you know, I, I do actually remember having this game as a kid. I remember having all the Jeopardy games, and I remember... Uh, I remember me and my brother trying to cheat the system and I actually like trying to write down the answers for all these questions that we didn't know. And, uh, that was across all the jeopardies. I do remember playing this game. I do remember having a good time with it. Uh, so it definitely has some, uh, nostalgia there. And I was a little worried about some of the questions maybe being dated and that might be more into the make it and break it section. Uh, but you know, once again, we're talking about a game that's, what, almost 20 years old, answering trivia from it. Uh, uh, that was my only concern right there. It's almost 30 years old. Okay, well, I mean, I can't math. Your so. math was horrible. Well, I, I forget how old I am as well. So, uh, <laughs> uh, But that's all I really have for the buildup of it. I mean, I, I actually thought that there was a little bit more of a story to it than it, it just saying, it's hey, Jeopardy. it's Jeopardy. It's Jeopardy. And what what buildup do you need? I, I fully, it's trivia. I, I fully expected it to say, hey, come uh, play a game of Jeopardy, America's favorite game show with the host, uh, uh, Alex Trebek, and see how much money you can earn. Something to that. I literally didn't expect it to be as big an entrance as it was. Yeah, no, that, that's a pretty lengthy entrance. It, it was a solid paragraph and a half, it seemed like, or a little more. Well, uh, I mean, I guess we'll get back into the plot of the game is... If you have lived under a rock your whole life and you have no idea what Jeopardy is, is a question and answer game show where you actually are given the answer and you have to answer the question. It's a form of a question. So, yes. Uh, it's pretty... You, you come across, you get five or six categories each round. Uh, 
each. Ranging in difficulty from Ranging. 100 being the least difficult to, what, 500 to yeah, being the most? Yeah, range from difficulty and uh, values from 1 to 500. If you answer it correct, you win that money amount. If you answer it incorrect, it deducts that amount. You also got, I guess you would call them almost like a little power-up. You got your daily doubles where you can you know, double up your money or lose it all or bet however much you really want. Uh, the whole time you're playing against three other contestants trying to answer the same questions. And then at the end, uh, in real life and the game, uh, you have Final Jeopardy where whoever answers the final question right or wrong and ends up with the most money wins the game. And in this uh, game, you win the game. You start a new one. And on the game show, you come back the next day to add on to how much money you've made. Uh it really doesn't sound that exciting, but like I say, I'm almost positive everybody has seen one episode of it, but uh, it's actually a really fun show. One of my favorite game shows. Uh, I, I mean, I I like it more than Wheel of Fortune, but at the same time, right, when you uh, think you know everything, like you think some of the categories are easy on Jeopardy, just wait till you get to Double Jeopardy, and then you're just going to get like, our, nowadays it'll be like Great American Authors or, you know, Bible names or something like that. So it, it can get difficult. It just really, I guess, comes down to the knowledge you know. Well, and that also is one of my favorite sayings, is I'm a wealth of useless knowledge. But on the right day of Jeopardy, I'd leave a winner, depending on that wealth of useless knowledge. And right that, and then you watch the episode the next day. And, and you, you know nothing. You would be like, man, I wouldn't even get a competing final Jeopardy because I'd be in the negative, you know? Exactly, yeah. Like I said, on the right day of Jeopardy, I'd walk out a winner. But for that, any other day of Jeopardy, <laughs> I'd be a loser. So uh, once the game ends, you go through final Jeopardy. Whether you win or lose, it's just basically start a new game and uh, just do it again. Now, yeah. one thing it does boast on there is it's got 1,700 questions. So, uh, I guess really the way to think of this is, uh, uh, it's really almost like a, a text-based game. Uh, you know, there's screenshots and stuff, you know, you actually, uh, there's visual stuff, but it's, it's basically a, a text-based game. There ain't a whole lot of moving parts to it, so I think that's why they're able to put so many questions in there. So, uh, even though I think if you played this game ten times back-to-back-to-back, you'd probably get a couple of, uh questions or categories that are the same but you know there's pretty good variety on here and and that pretty much is jeopardy in a nutshell uh am i missing anything josh no no you hit the nail on the head is like you said i i played it a handful of times i want to say probably about five or so i never got a repeating category or repeating question okay, okay. so uh, so I, I guess we're just going to jump right over into Make It and Break It. And I think on a game like this, let's start with the, the Make It. Uh, like build it up before we tear stuff down. So, uh. I mean, we all love Alex Trebek. Yeah. So. It, that, that is one of the things that makes the game. Not just the video game. It makes the show is Alex Trebek. Which, you know, once again, if you've been living under a rock, he's no longer with us. He's passed away. But, man, I remember from being a kid where I couldn't even understand what the questions that you were asking to what a year or two ago when he passed away. Uh, uh, he was the face of jeopardy. Uh, I mean, there's two things that you would say, Hey, uh, what's the two iconic things from jeopardy? And you might, you could vary a little bit, but I would almost bet that 90% of people would say Alex Trebek and then the jeopardy theme music. Uh, that's two of that. Now people may say daily doubles, all that stuff. There's a lot of stuff that is memorable, but I don't think you can actually mention Jeopardy without Alex Trebek. And so that's one thing, uh, uh, and that, that goes to my first thing I got that makes the game is it's, it's Jeopardy. If you've ever watched Jeopardy, it is exactly that. I agree. And also like you're saying, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, you know who Alex Trebek is, you know what Jeopardy is. I mean, it's even so far out there that Saturday Night Live, one of their greatest playlists is their Celebrity Jeopardy edition of it, which is where Will Ferrell plays as Alex Trebek. <laughs> and it's the greatest skit they've ever done. Multiple skits. I guess when you look at it, how many, I mean, people get famous for a lot of stuff. I, I'm not going to say that he doesn't have like, you know, the command, the camera presence and all that, but I think Alex Trebek is probably one of the few people who are actually famous for uh, being smart. 
Like, I'm pretty sure that's how he got famous, is just being really smart. Really smart in that voice that he has. And then don't, don't let him lie. He gets pretty snarky on the TV show, not on this game. Yeah, so no, the TV show, he does get snarky. And, and that... Uh, and what, his facial expressions. Like, whenever someone answers a question, answers it really dumb, like they should know this, he just looks out like, are you serious? You're an idiot. It makes it great. There And, and there's a couple of things that I have on my make-it list that uh are awesome like that when i say like there should be capital letters underline that makes it awesome and and the next thing i got is uh the game's familiar uh it's just like the show just kind of go along with number one it's jeopardy but hey if you've never watched jeopardy and you played this video game you would know 100 percent. like i mean maybe two games tops and you would know exactly how Jeopardy's played. It hasn't really changed a whole lot since it came out. But if you had never played the game and you've watched Jeopardy, once again, you would know exactly how this game plays. So it's like you can literally learn the game show from the game or how to play the game from the game show. And I'm like, that's the perfect balance right there. Uh, I, I think that that is one of the maybe top two things of the game, that it is just exactly like the, the show like there is if there's i don't even know i'm sure there's an instruction manual that goes to this game you know like all super nintendo games but i bet every one of them instruction manuals are crisp because nobody would ever have to open it because you know how to play this game and that's i like that that was one of the main things i liked from it oh yeah it was extremely super easy to play like i said if you never watched jeffrey or anything like that you know for a fact that the moment it comes on, you hit start, you play, you select the category, because you get to choose the first category, and it hits there, and you buzz in, you know exactly like, okay, I know the answer. You got to text it out. You hammer it out, and then you submit it. So, I mean, again, it's Jeopardy. It's extremely easy, extremely user-friendly for this game. I think when you say, you know, hammering out the answer, uh, I thought the, uh, so basically when you would ring in uh, to answer a question, it brought up uh, basically, it wasn't necessarily like a text will, but it was a text line. And so you had to manually enter it in, which, you know, sometimes took a little bit of time. So you're sitting there, if it was like the answer was Babe Ruth, uh, you would have to go you know, it wasn't a QWERTY keyboard or anything. You had to go back and forth and, and enter it in. And that part was kind of aggravating because we're used to today's games. We're used to the QWERTY keyboards and all that. But for what it was, it was pretty good. I think it was better than having like a text wheel that spun around. Uh, I, I do remember playing it when like I'd be playing one or two players with my brother or something. Somebody while I'm doing that could say, no, you're entering the wrong, like you, you misspelled it. Like when you were entering it, it would pop up, uh, they, or if you didn't know how to spell a word, I remember playing this when I was young, uh, them spelling it out, you know, and the way that text was on there, even though it doesn't like live up too great to today's games, uh, for what the game was, I think it was the perfect way to do it. I don't think that they could have improved it on the Super Nintendo, same as Nintendo's. Uh, it was very similar, too. They were pretty limited, and there's only so many ways you can enter text. I thought that was a great way that they did that. Yeah, I agree. And you also have to, you said you, you have to be able to spell it right. Like, if you misspelled it, it wouldn't count. So it actually worked a lot towards your overall goal because us as a society, we have spell check even on our phones. So you actually had to sit there, think about it. And the good thing about it is, is you had 60 seconds to enter it in, which worked because sometimes you would need that entire 60 seconds because you're sitting there thinking like, I know this answer. Did I spell this dude's last name correctly? And, and one thing too, uh, I think I remember being young and the 60 seconds on the timer sometimes was a little tight depending on what you were entering in any of the Jeopardy games, much less just the sports one. And I think probably uh, it was more challenging before text. So now everybody knows how to text and stuff and everything goes so quick. But I do remember sometimes uh, if, if the answer was like two or three words, 
that was all you could do to enter it in. So I do feel like uh, society as a whole, as far as entering data, has got far more efficient at it. So I don't think even on a long answer, I came even close to the 60 seconds. Uh, but at the same time, too, it wasn't really like between when you rung in, which was 10 seconds, and the 60 seconds on it, it really wasn't a lot of time if you were going to, per se, Google an answer or something like that. Uh, now, growing up, obviously, there wasn't any internet or we didn't have access to it at that time. So you either knew the question or you didn't. I guess if you felt so compelled, if you had an encyclopedia or something. I do remember uh, going in the other room and like asking my parents, like, hey, who was a figure skater for the U.S. in like 1982 or something? And they're like, give me a minute. And we're like, we can't wait. We've got a minute. <laughs> like, this is Final Jeopardy, Mom. And and uh, there was always that excitement. But uh, the 60 seconds seemed a little bit much now. But I think a lot of that's just society now because we enter text so quickly. Uh, one thing that I did, uh, I guess, to go back to where it kind of starts, uh, that uh, <laughs> one thing it, it, when we actually fired it up when you were over here after the last episode, Josh, and... Uh, uh, the first thing when you start the game up, you get the classic Jeopardy music. Of course. And then you actually get a picture of Alex Trebek, which, uh, you know, that was cool. I mean, it kind of, it was basically one still frame. And when it said Alex's digitized voice, there was a digitized voice, digitized voice. I think pretty much the only thing he said the whole time was, and the answer is, and he would give out the question and it did kind of get old, but for it being, I'll just say that there was a lot of Super Nintendo games that did far worse with the music, with the, the especially words. vocals. Yes, the vocals. Uh, but man, no matter how you cut it, when that Jeopardy music came on, it just hits different. You know, you knew you knew that was Jeopardy unless oh, yeah. you were living under a rock. And I can bet that even if you're living under a rock, you've heard that music somewhere yeah. before. So. Uh, one thing, uh, I guess, into the gameplay that I liked was the game was still pretty damn challenging. Uh, it wasn't easy. Like, you had to know that. And, and once again, uh, I say 20, Josh says 30 years removed from this. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, some of the questions are dated. So, uh, I remember being playing sports, collecting sports cards my whole life. Uh, a lot of these questions were second nature. But, you know, uh, when it says, hey, who is the... Who's the all-time home run uh, king? Well, some of this stuff's changed since then, you know? Yes. Now, even though I I had a pretty good idea of a lot of the answers, uh, and even some of them were simple questions like, hey, of two, six, and four, uh, how many uh, balls are in this game or something like that? So there were some give-me uh, questions in there that wasn't very difficult. But the game, I thought overall, was even if you were playing it on the normal get difficulty, you weren't guaranteed to win the game. I mean, you could definitely screw up. I mean, it's a strategy game if you had a bad strategy. Uh, or if it was bad categories, you you would fail. Now, one thing, if you thought the game was easy, you could actually adjust the difficulty. Uh, you could choose to play by yourself or play against computers. So, uh, you know, even though the game really didn't have a whole lot of options, I mean, it, it like I say, it's just Jeopardy. You're playing one game at a time. You, if you felt like you had mastered this, you could actually, you know, it was cool. You could put on the supercomputers, which were, I didn't do it in this this review, but I remember doing it in the past, and they were pretty tough. Uh, hey, if you were freaking out and you didn't want to, or for time restraints, you just wanted to answer the questions by yourself, you could play by yourself and nobody else. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, like I said, with the questions being dated and all that, let's put it in perspective. I was three years old or four whenever this game came out. So I didn't know a lot of the answers. I actually done really well on the movie answers, which was about sports movies. Right. Done pretty decent on them. I done a couple, I done better on other categories than others, but. And, and as we've spoken when we did Roger Clemens baseball, I was like, you're not a huge baseball uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, I would see how when it goes to baseball categories, uh, uh, especially with you being three years old in a sport that you don't necessarily follow, that, that becomes pretty difficult. But, hey, you know, that's just like normal Jeopardy. Uh, they don't ask you uh, what categories you want if you get on the show. You get on there and you get random categories. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I even though I didn't know it, I still enjoyed this game. 
it was still fun for me because it was a challenge. Now, I will say one thing. I did put this in a make-it spot, even though this was a turnoff for me personally. Uh, and I don't remember this being in the games. Uh, but, you know, I, I kind of like the gambit you run. You, you know, the randomness of the game. But they did actually show when you started up the game and they read the categories out. And the uh, and I'm thinking maybe Alex even read the categories. I can't. I can't. I remember. think he did. Uh, either way, it, it was done well. But uh, whether it was first Jeopardy or, or uh, the second round, the first or second round, it would actually give you an option if you didn't like the categories, like hit start or select, and it would change your categories. I wasn't a big fan of that, but I could see why people would be. Uh, so I did put that in the make it. I did not change any of my categories. It doesn't let you handpick it. It just gives you another like spin of random uh, uh, categories. And you know where the wheel snests, where uh, we spin a random wheel. So uh, I, I just take the first random that I get there. Same. I let the I let the randomness fly. I let whatever I'm given I take. And if I don't know. I'm going to try to guess my way through it. When it says uh, Olympic athletes from in the game coming out in 93 or 94, uh, I can't tell you a whole lot about Olympics that happened in the 90s and before, but I struggled through them, you know. Yep. Uh, one thing I think that the uh, game did good, too, was uh, I can imagine if you were actually on the show playing, it's got to be pretty stressful. And I felt like it was equally as stressful when you got one of the daily doubles. So in the first round, obviously, there's one daily double. In the second round, there's two. And that's where you can either wager all your money. Or if you're in the hole, I think it was like 500 or $1,000 that you could actually wager all on one question that nobody else could answer. And so uh, there was a couple of games that I had that was, you know, pretty close. And it was like, hey, I should just bet like my $3,500 and get in the clear. And then I did it. And as soon as I did, it would give me like the clue. And I'm like, I'm such a freaking idiot. I don't know the answer to this question. <laughs> so here I am, like, every time I started getting daily doubles, uh, which the computer did probably get most of them, but uh, uh, it definitely stressed me out. But I think that was the whole purpose. I, I think if you're in the game, and, I mean, because if you use one of these daily doubles in the game or in real life uh, correctly, you could essentially seal the game. I mean, you could make it to where it's impossible for another person to win. But at the same time, you could royally screw yourself and make it to where you wouldn't win. So I felt like whether the game meant to or not, it gave me anxiety every time I got a daily double if the game was relatively close, which I think is probably true to what the game, the, like the video or the, uh, the actual game show, uh, I think that's the intent of it. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. And uh, I hate to say this, every time I got a daily double, dude, it was a traditional daily double. It was all or nothing. That, that's what they call the true daily double. Yeah, it was the true daily double for me. It was literally all or nothing. It didn't matter if I was winning, losing, whatever. I'm either going to double my money or I'm going to lose all my money. And it hurt a lot. I'm not going to lie. I lost way more than I probably should have. But still, I will tell you this. If you've ever thought about wanting to be on the game show or whatever, I think that is probably the pinnacle of that game is when Alex Trebek says, how much would you like to wager? And you come in here like big, big dick, dick energy. Yes. You and have to. I want to make it a true daily double. You have to at that point. And don't when you, you, and when you pull it off, you're a damn rock star. And when you miss it, you're like, you're such an idiot. Yeah. Like, I mean, but, but you have to do that. Cause I mean, you're at least in the category that you know, if you pull off the daily double. So, I mean, I feel like that's the equivalent of, Hey, Check this out. And everybody is looking and waiting for you to fail to tell you how it, stupid it, you are. It's exactly it's the dude holding my beer. And and if and if you pull it off, people are like, You sir are a badass. And that that is it. That is exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. So and I'm not gonna lie, throughout my entire games, I was always playing from behind. I was never in the lead. So I always had to do makeup stuff. So I'm like, Daily Double? Sure, why not? Here's everything. Have fun. So I've only got one more thing to add to the make it uh, on this, Josh. Is there, how much do you have? It? Do you you want to jump in here? No, I think that's all I got for me. So the other thing that I felt like made this a great game, even though it's going to sound somewhat derogatory to it, is uh, even though I did own this game, uh, and I wouldn't be opposed to owning this 
uh, in my adult life. Not that I don't think I, I will save that for later on how I feel about this game. Uh, I think this game was the epitome of the perfect rental game. I feel like you could like, once again, you go to the supermarket on a Friday night or Saturday and you rent the game and you get to keep it for two nights. Uh, with this being late in the, the life of the Super Nintendo, I, I would think that there's probably, they produced a lot of these. You were, they were probably cashing in on whatever they could uh, at this point in the career of the Super Nintendo. But even though you might play this game and say, hey, I couldn't play this game for a week straight, or it doesn't, if you don't think it has the replayability, I can guarantee that if you had it for a night or two at your house and you rented it, that that you would still enjoy it. I think that a game like this was made to be put at the, the grocery stores at maybe the blockbusters for you to rent and still enjoy. I, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, no, I totally agree with you because of the simple fact, like even if you wasn't only child, I was not, you could still get your parents to play with you. You could still have like a mini competition with it. Absolutely. So I, I do agree with that. I think this was the perfect rental game. I wish I would have thought of that. If if you sat here and said to this day, if I could sit down and play it from Friday night, all day night, all day Saturday, I would probably at this point in my life get bored of this game playing it for two days straight. But I remember doing this back in the day. I remember being that summers at home playing this. And, uh, but for the people that would burn out on it, I think one or two days of this, and I think you would still be entertained. And, you know, like I say, perfect rental game, which, uh, I ain't saying it's not worth owning. It's just like, I think that to me was the target audience on it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I can agree with that too. Like I said, I, I wish I would have thought of that cause I, that didn't even cross my mind about it being a rental game. Well, that was just one I could see that you rented and, and you enjoyed it and then you wanted to go buy it. And then you buy it and you might not enjoy it quite as much because, but but either way, I thought it was uh, fine. I thought it was uh, above average uh, overall. Uh, but there are some issues with the game and that's going to bring it down to the break it section. Uh, and even though, you know, a lot of this... Some of it's subjective, like say some people may love that in the make it section you can change the categories. To me, that was a break it moment. I agree. But I, I put it in the make it because, you know, I think I'm probably, or we're in a minority on that. Uh, Listen, that, that, that was my number one break it, is that you could change the categories. That, that irritated me because in regular Jeopardy, you don't get that option. That's right. It's you, you're dealt the hand you are dealt and you got to live with it at that. I, if you told me that you could change the categories, I'd be like, if you want to change the categories, you better have a game genie or something like that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah some type of cheat. Now, the one thing that uh, I enjoyed was it having Alex Trebek, and I feel sacrilegious. And one of the things I hated was the one cut scene of Alex Trebek. Like, it was literally the same scene of him standing behind the counter you know, pretty pixelated. But I mean, it was like an it was a good it was a good rendering, a good rendering of, of Alex. Like, don't get me wrong, but like after each question or when each category was chose, it flipped to the same cutscene. Now I get it. You know, show it every couple of a couple of categories. Uh, show it uh, maybe at the start of each category. But seeing it before every game was just. Or, or before every question, it kind of got old. Uh, it, I mean, it got really old for me. It did. It, it got really old because he stared at you with those judgmental eyes. <laughs> now, and, and you would hear, they'd be like, and the question is, or, or the, the answer is, is what he would say. I didn't even get to, I could see why somebody could get uh, bored of that. It didn't bother me. But, uh, uh, you know, just some of the scenes. Now, at the end of the day, if you take off a few animations, this isn't exactly a text trivia game. So you don't have to do a whole lot in the animation. And I probably feel like they put uh, that rendering of Alex in there just to try to vis visually appease. Uh, because at the end of the day, with them having 1,700 questions on here, uh, there ain't a whole lot of games that would have 1,700 items in them. But if it was text-based, especially on these old cartridge games, uh, you absolutely could fit a lot of that content in, which would actually be part of the make-it part because there wasn't a whole lot of overlap. 
but uh, I think they probably put in some of those cutscenes that I didn't enjoy to kind of mask what it really is. Because who wants to play just a text quiz game? That's too much like learning, you know. Uh, it, it, I think I would take away from the fun, and so I think with the other stuff they did, that is probably why you got so much of Alex, why you got so much of the digitized voice. More than likely with that. And also, if they would have taken away certain amounts of that digitized voice, I mean, you got to look at it. Each time they showed him, that's an extra set of memory that had to be used. Even though it was the same cutscene over and over again, that was still memory being used. And they could have actually added more questions through that if they wanted to, or could have changed up the pixelated screenshot per se, of Alex to give you a little bit more variance throughout the game itself. Yeah, if there was one shot of him for like round one of Jeopardy and then a separate one for round two, that might have been a little bit better, you know? Like, well, even if it was just the same, like three renderings for each round, but... Yeah, or or give me one where I actually answered the question correctly or I answered the question wrong. Oh, don't get me started, Josh. We're about to, we're about to get into... <laughs> The thing, and this pissed me off the most about this game, and I can't get past this. Uh, all right, so Josh, let me ask you: if you uh, if you were playing a sport, if he's going to be a sports star, what do you think it would be? Like in a sport, a traditional sport, football, basketball, maybe hockey. If I was Russian okay. enough, so let's just say that you got really famous, or you're just a huge fan, and somebody said, "Hey." Well, you'd be on Jeopardy, and you're this massive hockey star. How would you dress when you would go to attend Jeopardy? If I'm a hockey star, I wear hockey attire. You're out your damn mind. Uh, Everybody, (laughs) people will dress nice when they go to this. No! You you are a guest at Celebrity Jeopardy. No. This Jeopardy. No. So, no. If I'm I'm well known for a hockey player, that's like, you don't ask Mike Tyson to be on a guest spot in Jeopardy and have him dress. Is he going to show up bare-chested with uh, gloves on? He no. better. No. He better. So when If you, you asked Aaron a- Rodgers from the Packers to show up, he either has two options. He either dresses like... He did show up. He was a, he was a, he I, played the role of Alex, no, and he dressed in a suit like a normal right. person. That's right. He's playing the role of Alex. But if he was a guest, he had two options. Either he dresses up in a Packers uniform... Or, secondly, he dresses up like Keanu Reeves did in The Matrix. So are you saying he needs to dress up in a Packers uniform? Or he needs to dress up in a Packers uniform wearing full pads? No, just Packers jersey. Okay, so I, so in this game, when you enter in your name, you know you can enter Josh, you can enter George, you can enter Asshole, whatever you want to PhD. <laughs> so when you go pick your characters, you know, you would have to be a baseball player or a golfer. Or and, and and my problem isn't that you can uh, you can I'm not opposed to wearing a uniform, but the first guy that pops up is a baseball player got a damn bat hanging on his shoulder like he just left the damn bat in cages and came straight to Jeopardy. It's like, do you not have enough respect to at least clean your ass up a little bit? Uh, do you think, do you think that as a golfer or a caddy, you need to bring that big bag of gloves that's shown over your shoulder or as a tennis player that you're going to bring your racket that pissed me off so bad as like, just because this is sports jeopardy, let's not make it feel like this is how sports people would enter. Like, no, it was, it was totally, it's like you just went and took somebody straight off the golf course didn't even hop in a car, rode the golf cart all the way over to the Jeopardy Studios and put your bag on your shoulder the whole time you're playing this game. And that pissed me off so bad. It's just because it's sports Jeopardy doesn't mean that you have to be dressed up like you just came from practice. I I will say that I do agree with that. They could have taken away the equipment, but I think they needed to have their uniform on or some renderings. Like I said, Mike Tyson, yeah, bare-chested, wearing his boxing gear with the word Tyson across his uh, belt. I'm fine with that. But no, the boxing gloves, yeah, that'd be a little bit more inconsistent. A football player, helmet and all that, shoulder pads, no. But the jersey, at least. I would say that when you're looking at the animations or you're looking at the steel frames, they hit. They were 50% good and 50% bad. Anything with Alex was pretty good. I thought the characters were poor. And, uh, and and I guess that's one thing it did play to its strengths. 
the animations that you got were when you answered a question right, your little baseball player or caddy smiled. It was like, like the slightest smile. And then when you answer one wrong, it's like, Ugh. and it was like this little <laughs> frown and it was God awful. And it was just like, Jesus Christ, can we not be better than this? But then now that I'm sitting here talking about it out loud is like, uh, uh, maybe that was a good thing they didn't go into a lot more animations than what they did or a lot more cut screens because I didn't like when you answered the question right or wrong the way your guy acted. I mean, you could obviously tell if he was happy or not, but I could have dealt without do, doing that after every every question, you know. See, I, I agree with that. I didn't like your character's appearance if you got a question right or wrong. But watching Jeopardy... I loved it whenever Alex would look at you, please, like you would naturally know something. And then whenever he looked at you disappointingly, like you're an idiot. I wish they would have done that to Alex instead. <laughs> now, there's a there's a couple of things here that I'll cover that uh, was I got, it, it sucked. You know, I, it falls into the bracket category, but some of this wasn't necessarily the uh, game's fault. So, you know, like some of the questions were dated. Well, no crap. The game was made in 93-94. So even though, you know, that sucks nowadays, you can't really fault the game for that. You know, I mean, they were current at the time. Uh, There ain't no DLCs. There's no no updates. Yeah, no. So even though that part, that's one of those where you still have to put it there because it's kind of, you know, a full disclosure, you know, purge everything you've known for the last 20-something, 30-something years because that is not factored into this game. but uh, And the other thing was the gameplay was limited to pretty much just one style of game, playing one game at a time. But, you know, that is exactly what Jeopardy is. So even though you would think that there might have been, like, you know, when you got Family Feud, you might have an option to where you can play quick money and stuff. You know, Jeopardy's not necessarily like that. No, it's Jeopardy's Jeopardy. one game. Yeah, Jeopardy's Jeopardy. Now, uh, you know, and... I'm sure and probably I've not played any real recent uh, versions of this game, but I would think that in some of these games it would keep you at the running tally and, you know, to play the next day if you win the game. Uh, This game doesn't do that, and the the newer games probably don't do that either. Uh, But, you know, like I say, you can't really fault the game. The one thing I do think the game did, once again, play into its strengths, was having 1,700 questions. I mean, uh, yeah, you're eventually going to hit the end of it. You're going to get duplicate categories. You're going to get duplicate answers. But it's not far to say that, hey, if you play this game for a day or two, that you're going to know every answer in the game. You're not. And and so even though it was limited to one game, you really had to think about it that way. Like back in the day, it didn't really bother me. But in today's day and age, it just kind of, I've noticed, it's like, hey, we don't really, you don't have a lot of option other than, do you want to play with people and you want to change the difficulty? But that's exactly what the game is. So I don't really fault it. But once again, if you go and play this game, you got to be prepared that it's literally a game-by-game basis. Yeah, and uh, I have played other uh, trivia games lately, like Trivia Pursuit and stuff like that. They just released one not too long ago for the Switch. And on that game, if you do good, the better you do, you unlock certain aspects. You know, like your avatar, like the people you choose. You can unlock different ones. You can unlock alternate clothing, different titles, you know, stuff like that. Little minor things. And you don't get that with that game, with this game. But again, like I said, it's dated. It's back in 93, 94. So you don't really expect that much. Yeah, I was going to say, if I think of anything on Super Nintendo, like unlocking stuff, it's probably like some of the Mortal Kombat characters or something. I mean, like I say, you yeah. weren't really, that wasn't really a thing uh, as much as it is nowadays. Uh, some of that because of the systems and the games and the size of the games. But, you know, it, it, in some of the modern games, that would be a whole lot cooler. Like, you couldn't do this game like this nowadays. It would just be a little too boring. No. Uh, there's not enough in today's day and age to keep you entertained. Now, one thing that I that kind of goes back to like how the text, I feel like the time, it give you a minute. I, I feel like the gameplay overall, and this was a pretty major one for me, it was super slow. Now, once again, I don't think it was as slow back in the day when before text and 
and cell phones and, you know, people actually having computers in your house every day that you top on and getting used to it. Cause I remember hammering some of these questions out and it sometimes 59 seconds wasn't enough, but, uh, but the actual gameplay itself just seems slow. Like say cut to the animations of, uh, Trebek over and over seeing the frown or the thumbs up from your guy, uh, and, and then heaven forbid when the computer answered sometime I'd say I played on normal game mode. I'd say three quarters of the time the computer would let it tick down to like six seconds and they'd ring in and then it'd just be question mark, question mark, question mark. It was their answer. It was like, Oh, that's cool. Uh, and then it would start the timer back over at 10 seconds. Then the other computer would ring in and say, question mark, question mark, question mark. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. And I had to watch all these animations. And so, and I don't know the answer to it or I would have rang in. So then it counts down to, from 10 seconds and it's over and i'm just sitting there thinking it's like man i feel like it took like a minute and a half and the computer didn't even know the answer it was just question mark question mark question mark now when you're playing at a tougher difficulty i understand they're going to answer that question but i just thought that made the it kind of ruined the pace of the game for me it did on normal mode it seemed like they were giving you all the advantages to be able to answer a question which because I've done it on normal mode. I've done it multiple times just to see what would happen. I went an entire round, a full category down, and let the time expire. And I didn't answer a single question. And every time the computer did do question mark, question mark, question mark. So it seems like normal mode was more geared to you to answer those questions. Yeah, and I do remember in some of the older games, and it may have even been the Nintendo ones, the computer would answer it. And this was kind of cool was when they didn't know the answer on some of the older games that it would have like question mark, question mark, and then have a few letters and then question mark, question mark. And those letters were correct. So you could actually be Try like, to build yeah, off of yeah. it. So if it was like a name, you could be like, hey, it's question mark A-L-L. So you know it's soccer ball, football. Like sometimes yeah. you could actually guess it from that and that was kind of cool you felt like you were hacking the system this game didn't do that it was just question mark question mark question but i did know this that if you did answer the question and you got it wrong the computer would then answer the question correctly okay okay and and it's not i do remember one thing i hated was the spelling when i was younger and i played this game uh I, i spell very well now i write horribly and i text incorrectly but I can at least spell, you know, uh, fourth grade spell and be champ. Come get some, you know. So uh, <laughs> the spelling didn't bother me as much. I don't even think I had like put one in that was misspelled. But I do remember it being pretty unforgiving back in the day. I remember typing in Michael Jordan and getting the A and E mixed up or something like that. And it counted and against it would you. count it against you. Yeah. And it was like, come on, man. Uh I've only got one more thing to add, Josh, that, uh, like say, you know, some people might think this is a make it to me. It was kind of a break. It was, this was the third game on the Super Nintendo. Like say you had like Jeopardy, Jeopardy Deluxe or Deluxe Jeopardy. What I can't remember what it exactly was. Then you had Sports Edition. Uh, there wasn't nothing different than the other Jeopardy games. I mean, it was basically, and this was kind of how you would do it back in the day is it was a expansion basically. And like to, nowadays, this would be a 99 cent downloadable content to add on to what you had. Now, at the same time, you weren't getting no curveballs. If you played the other two Jeopardies and you wanted to play this, you're getting exactly what you want because there's no difference in it. But to me, like I felt like the only thing that was different to me in this game is they gave you sports questions and they gave you some sports uh, avatars to dress as. And that was the only difference, and and so I don't I don't know necessarily how you could improve on that, but I felt that uh, uh, it could have been a little bit better. You know, it, it there was nothing that was groundbreakingly different than the other two Jeopardy games. No, see, I disagree with you on this one. Is you knew going into it that this was going to be Jeopardy Sport, you knew it was going to be Sports Edition, no matter what. And you knew from the fact from playing the other two, if you did play the other two, that it's Jeopardy. You're getting the same format again. So that's not a break it for me. My break it, and this is what my break it's for. It's my last one. And it stems from now day trivia games. 
and that and that's tough because we're grading a game that's probably older than most of the people that's listening, uh, the twelve of you that are listening. <sighs> but you know, it's not a bad game, but you can't grade it against modern games. I know, I know, but it gave me the option from normal to hard. A normal, it should give me at least a four answer wheel that I could choose from. And normal should have been the text. Or hard should have been the text. I, I personally, I like the text part of it. I felt like it gave you a sense of accomplishment. But yes, in today's day and age, absolutely. But yeah. say, if you change difficulty in nowadays and age, one goes from a four selection to a text based. So that was my only, that's my only other negative. If you gave me an extra set of difficulty, then the only thing is my difficult questions. Just go ahead and add my questions to my normal Jeopardy. Because that's what Jeopardy is about. Well, let me ask you this before we break up the, the break it spot. Uh, I know your kids play some of these games with They you. did not touch this one. They did not touch I'll this one. I'll go ahead and tell you that they did not touch they, this one. Now, uh, there was some, I do feel like one of the things, I guess, uh, to double back in was most of the time on Jeopardy, I don't think they ever ask a clue that the answer is the same. On this one, there was a couple of times where, in different categories, where like Babe Ruth may be the answer. But I would imagine that your children nowadays that were at least 25 years before this, weren't well, even born, there's no way they're going to answer any of these questions. Well, my kids are still baffled at the fact that I was born before Google. Like they asked me, well, how did I do research papers? It was books. Hey, tell them I got dial-up internet my senior year. It might have been my freshman year of see, college. See, I had dial-up internet whenever I was in the seventh grade. And, and and I do think that this game now would just get tore apart. If I didn't, but if I sat there and I wanted to Google the answers, even though it would be tight in a window to do that, you would tear this game apart. But I do remember writing down these questions or the answers to these categories just and that hoping. being fun. Yeah, yeah like, just we're like, hoping that next round you get the same one. As a kid, I remember me and brother, we didn't know these 1,700 questions. It was like, there's a finite amount of questions. Yeah, they're bound to repeat. Because we want to answer every question correct. I don't think we ever did, but I want to answer every question, which this is going to come back into the fun facts section a little bit later. Uh, so I guess I'm just going to wrap up. I, I don't have anything else that... No, I'm, I'm good. Like I said, the, the whole thing about the the difficulty thing i think if there was a normal difficulty and a hard difficulty they should have changed the answering that's all i have to say okay josh do you want to jump into fun facts or you want to jump into the price charting first? oh price charting is always the end okay okay so here is fun facts and and there wasn't a whole lot there's so much jeopardy out there it was hard to find like a a dedicated page like just to this one yeah game. You, you had to sift through hundreds of pages it seemed like to yeah. find this one so uh, here is one thing that just blew my mind. And this, I think, was probably in the actual instruction book. Do you know that even though it's on the Super Nintendo and not using a multi-tap, you could play three-player Jeopardy? No, I did not. I did not either. How? Uh, so here's how it was. So you have two spots for player one and player two. And I don't even know if this game accepted the... Like, I know the multi-tap wasn't compatible with a lot of games. I'm pretty sure it probably wasn't compatible with this. I don't know. With it coming out late, it may have. But you could play three people with two controllers. So you have player one, player two. Well, hey, your cousin wants to come over and play. Then what happens is player one uses the directional pad to buzz in. Player two uses the buttons on the Super Nintendo. Or like the X, yeah. Y, A, B. And then the third player gets their own control, their own control, which I do think is kind of some shit because I feel like first player is always king. You may, I agree, hundred percent. First player should get the if full controller. If you're the best, you get that full controller as player one. You go down there, the, you scrubs that are player two and player three, you share a controller, and if you can work your way up to that player one. Then so be it. It doesn't even matter about being the best. It's about being the oldest at well, that, that is, point. That is true. So I feel like it was kind of a slot to say, like, because what would happen to me is, like, if I'm sitting here playing me and Allie, and then you're like, hey, I want to play. Can we play three player? I'll be like, no, because I don't want to share. I said, no, there's no three player on here because That's I wouldn't want to yeah. share. Yeah. Now, I can honestly say that that was probably common knowledge that just blew my mind that you play three players on two controllers. I did not know that. 
Well, I mean, the the whole common knowledge stuff is I know we'll never do it, and it's just a little one note is that I know people to this day that if you played Pokemon on the Game Boy, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, they had no idea that you could get Mew, the 151 Pokemon that no one knew you could do. There was a certain trick you had to do to get that one Pokemon. And there's people to this day that's like, you could get it? Yeah, did you not know this? It was one of those things that got passed around the you know the schoolyard at recess. That's an urban legend, Josh. Yeah, it, if it wasn't like, in the game magazine that you read while your parents were grocery shopping, you're over there trying to <laughs> with a piece of a piece of paper trying to write down the cheat Mortal, codes, Mortal Kombat fatalities that you couldn't do anyway because it's that's a whole different episode for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but yeah, that was it. Charts it, it, it up to the schoolyard legends. Now here's one thing too I seen that was. Uh, Another fun fact was there wasn't really, per se, denoted Final Jeopardy questions. They said it was pulling questions just out of the database, which kind of makes sense. You would think that you know some, there would be a special question. So I guess it was just really basically. Uh, I'm not sure that I 100% believe that, but you know, with it being the diff, you don't know that your question is necessarily going to be more difficult for Final Jeopardy. Uh, you could get an easy question. And then I, I had some that were pretty easy, and I had some that were damn near impossible for me to answer anyway. And so here is the screwed up stuff that I dig. Do you know what the highest score possible you could score on this game is? No, I do not. I have a feeling that you or I came nowhere close to oh, this. Oh, 100% absolutely not. Now, this is probably just a simple mathematic equation. But I'm still, I'm not doing the math. Uh, so if you want to fact check it and tell me I'm wrong, uh, so be it. But there is an incredible, I would say an extreme amount of luck that would need to fall into place. And I'll go into what would need to happen. But the high score possible that you could make in this game is $240,800. I did not come nowhere close to that. I don't no. know if I got over $7,000. I think I barely made it over five. So what would need to happen is that to get $240,800. You'd have to clear both boards. You would have to answer every question correctly. But in the first round, the very last question you answered would have to be the daily double. And it's and that kind of makes sense. But it would it have to be, be on the 100 spot because it's a daily double. If it's on the 500, that takes points away. So to maximize it, your it daily double on, would have to be on the 100 spot. So in in double jeopardy, you would have to answer everything correct. But that last and 100. That, but there's two daily doubles. Yeah. Both daily doubles would have to be on the 200 spot, which was the lowest amount. Yeah. And you would have to basically double up, get the other daily double, and, and double, double up, up again. And so then you would come to final Jeopardy Embedded and bet all, everything. All or nothing. So I'm not even sure if anybody has ever hit that. But damn, you're a badass if you did. Like, we told yeah. you, when you double up, you feel like a badass making two yeah. daily double. I mean, that's what would entertain me, just to even answer all the questions correctly, which I don't think we ever did. No, absolutely not. But if you told me... Like, I'll go ahead and tell you, if you say, hey, let's play some Sports Jeopardy, and I say, hey, let's fire it up, and you score $240,800 on me, I'm punching you in the damn dick. That is what's <laughs> happening. Like, I'm not shaking your hand after the game. I'll be like, you son of a gun. Uh, you damn dirty dick to me. That That is exactly it. So, uh, that was the fun facts I had. I don't know what I'm more entertained by. Like, I knew the $240,800, I was like, yes, this is information I need to know for whatever reason. <laughs> but I think I was more blown away by knowing that three people could play this game with just two controllers. I'm more blown away by the three people. That That's absolutely baffling because as far as I know, no other Nintendo games do that. I don't know if I had two other friends in my life. Uh, maybe if my brother had a friend staying over or something. But I don't think that at that point that you're playing... Sports Jeopardy. Maybe, but, you know, probably a moot point. Well, but. if you are playing Sports Jeopardy, it's all about the competitiveness. Yep. You know, that's where you need that fourth person. You two, two people go head-to-head, and then after those winners, they go head-to-head. See, I think in our house, we're probably more like 
hey, let's not compete against each other, but let's answer every question correctly. I think that was probably what it was. Oh, no, 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 no. 100%. We were way more competitive growing up. It, It was more of a, bitch, you suck. Okay, okay, so... That's all I got for fun facts, but let's jump over into some uh, value of this game. Josh. Okay. Uh, now, I feel like I had good rational... I was thinking about this before I actually looked this up. I didn't look it up until today. Can you give me a price of this just being loose? A used copy on either eBay or price charting. What do you think this would go for? Easy $5. You're a little low. Now, I, now, my thinking of this was this game came out late. Uh, it's probably set up to be a rental game. I would say that there's a lot of copies of this game running out there. I don't think that any collector is like, oh, man, I'm 12 games away from completion, and I need that Sports Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, I feel like this game yeah. is easy to yeah. find. And that, that's all with $5. I think $5 is a reasonable answer for and, this. And I fully expected it. It did go a little bit higher than that. Uh, price charting was close at six dollars and nine cents. Okay. eBay was somewhere. The average was between eight eight dollars and nine ninety nine. I'm not sure if price charting figures in the uh, shipping. I figure the shipping in because that's what you're actually spending. Uh, yeah. So if you took the shipping out, you know, price charting was right on. Uh, so if you wanted this complete inbox, you know, decent looking box. How much do you think that would cost you? i say about a solid 30, 40. Like I said, mass produced. This was a rental game. Well, uh, the, to go back, the used one, the loose copy, they said that one a week sells on price charting. They had it at $6 a night. Yeah, like I said, so I, I'm assuming 30. So in complete inbox, the price charting says that they're tracking one a month, uh, which I think it would probably be more than that, me personally. On eBay, uh, on average, it was about $17. Which isn't bad, especially if you're wanting wanting to start like a retro collection uh, for whatever reason uh, in this day and age of expensive video games. $17 for a complete game is a steal. Now, price charting had theirs at $14.27. Once again, you take out 3 or $4 or $5 shipping, we're right on. Yeah, right on the money. And here is where I had a big variance between price charting and it wasn't even eBay. It was like a difference between eBay North America and Canadian eBayers. There oh, was God. a vast difference. Oh, God. So, okay, hang on. Alex Trebek is Canadian. I didn't know that. So, well, well, this this works opposite <laughs> of what you would think then. Uh, the Canadians were much cheaper than the Americans. Really? I bet you it's because they were more up there. It's well, more readily we, available. We took Alex Trebek as our own. We, to us. True, we did take him so as maybe, our, he, he was but, an American. But anyways, as a new sealed copy... Uh, which I would expect there to be more than I found out. I mean, there was several, but uh, I guess before we get into it, what would you think a new copy? So a, a loose cart okay, is about... Canadian. I'm going to go low on this one. So you said the Canadian was lower yes. than the Americans. Well, it wasn't like a Canadian version. It was just for some reason... The Canadian the, eBay... The sold was... listings were more from Canada than there was... Which I know that the shipping's going to probably be like $30 out of it. Okay, well, I, the Canadian listing, I'm going to say, since you said it, it's vastly lower, I'm going to say an even 50, and the North America, USA, I'm going to say a 70. Okay, so I looked up the eBay version of this. I, I, I think eBay is a truer version you know, of pricing, because you know, it's what's sold. Like You can look and see like, the last three sold. Yeah. So... I seen there was one that had sold out of Canada for like twelve bucks, sealed and, in copy mint condition. Yeah, but now mind you, you're probably gonna spend a crazy amount of money to have it shipped. True. And I'm like, man, I want to buy one for this price. It's like if this is the price, I'm gonna buy me a sealed copy. Yeah, I bought Roger Clemens baseball. By God, this is a <laughs> way more of a step up. Yeah, and and so when I went there, uh, that one was an outlier. Uh, the lowest ones uh, that I were really seeing, I think I seen one that had sold for $60 from North America. There was the ones I seen that had sold was Canada was selling some for like, like say 20 bucks plus crazy shipping. Yeah. So I'm like, let me just go see what's available. And dang, if man, the Americans, like there was another Canadian one. It was like $30 plus shipping. The Americans, they're wanting like $160 for this. What? I was like, you're out your damn mind. 
And I'm like, why in the hell is Canada selling? What did they do? Take all these extra carts and just shove them in the Hudson River and they float it over to Canada? I don't know. But Canada sells these way For cheaply. one, that's not how the rivers work. They don't flow upward. Well, I don't know, Josh. I don't know. <laughs> why would a game be so much more expensive? It's the same game. It's, a, it's an NTSC game. Uh, but anyway, so I'm like, I'm eager because I'm like, what in the hell is this really? Like, are the Canadians just giving this away? Because I felt like there's no way I would spend a hundred and something dollars on this. It's got to be because Alex Trebek was Canadian. Now, I pulled up price charting and I feel like price charting has the number on the dot. Like, I feel like this is the accurate number. They said that they show three new copies, seal, sealed copies sell a year. They had it at $48.02. If you told me that with it shipped, I don't know that I would spend $48 on it, but it would be cool to have. I think having this game would you be You would cool be though. spending $48 if you bought a Canadian copy just due to shipping. You'd be spending that Chris 50 that I guess. So if we said at the end of the day, we're talking eight, nine bucks. Josh, if I said, hey... Here's you a crisp copy, a uh, loose cart of Jeopardy Sports Edition, or you can have $4 cash. Which are you going to take? I'm taking the cartridge on this one. I, I would too. Uh, I, I enjoyed the game. Uh, and we're going to flip that over. I mean, that's really all I've got as far as the pricing. I, I, for the price, it's a good game. It I is. Mean, it was fun. It, I have a feeling that this is one of those games that when you buy Super Nintendo... Whether it be like a Facebook marketplace or you go to like one of the game stores and they say, hey, you can get like, uh, you buy a Super Nintendo, you get three games, $14.99 and lower. This isn't going to be the best game in the world, but you're not going to be disappointed with it. No, no, I agree with that. It, like I said, it, overall, it was a fun game. It was it was entertaining. Like I said, I was three years old, three to four years old, depending on when it came out. And I still knew some of the answers to some of them just because I am a sports fan. I'm not a baseball fan, and I'm definitely not an Olympics fan, so those questions were just thrown out the window. But overall, I still enjoyed it. It was fun. I enjoyed this game, too. Now, it, it was difficult. So uh, we're just going to go through here on the ranking, Josh. Uh, the Mount Rushmore, which only has four people on it. So <laughs> right had now... To, had to Google that. Now you have a full Mount Rushmore of games this being the fifth game the best game your freaking your cream of the crop is super putty followed by roger clemens baseball followed by dragon view followed by obitus so we come down to the part of where with i guess when we're talking about sports jeopardy it either is not going to make mount rushmore or it's going to smite somebody off which would be obitus because that would be the one that rolls off so, uh, do you think this is worthy enough to make it to your route Mount Rushmore of games five games in? Yes, number two. Number two. So I am fine with that because of the simple fact it was a fun game. It was entertaining. It was challenging. Even though I was, like, again, three to four years old whenever this game came out, I still knew some of the answers. Because some of those records that were on there are still held to this day. So, I'm fine with that. So, you're okay with telling Obitus to kiss your ass. It is not going to be one of your five favorite games out of all 700 and some change Super Nintendo. As of right now, yes. I agree with you on that. So, right now, your new rankings come out as Super Putty, Jeopardy Sports Edition, Roger Clemens, Dragon View, and then Obitus. Uh, well, don't even count Obitus because it's off of the mountain now. It is off the mountain, but it's still in your top five. It's still in the top five. Are you are you happy with the way your first five looks right here? Yes. Yes, I am. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I have a huge nostalgia factor with these Jeopardy games. Uh, I've got mine as Dragon View, Super Putty, Obitus, and Roger Clemens. Well, Roger Clemens better get his ass off this mountain because <laughs> he ain't got no shot. Like, that was a very bad game. Obitus wasn't great either, but, uh, you know, you're picking the lesser of the evils. I've actually thought about this probably more than I thought, and I think where you put him, put Jeopardy at number two was right. But I think I have more fun playing Jeopardy than Dragon View. I think Dragon View is probably a better game, but for me personally, if you said, hey, which one of these games out of the five you'd have to play for the rest of your life, I'm probably going to pick Jeopardy out of all of them. 
you you might argue uh, that Dragon View might have the more content, but I'm gonna put Jeopardy Sports Edition as number one. He's your George Washington. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I guess uh, Dragon View, Super Putty, Obitus, and then Roger Clemens falling off, and I'm pretty happy with that. I know it's subjective. If you ask me tomorrow, I might say Dragon View. I, I feel like it, Jeopardy is far superior than Super Putty, Obitus, and Roger Clemens. It's probably the newest of the games that we've actually played. So uh, that may have something to do with it, too. I, I can get that. Like I said, the only reason why Super Putty is number one on mine is because of the arcade nostalgia style feel and the competitiveness. And that, that's what my household was. We were competitive. It was always about who could get the higher scores and everything like that. I think I think probably the proper way for me to say is if you ask me about the four games before this and you ask me if we played good games or bad games, there, there's no gray in between, I'd say the four games we played sucked. If you ask me if this game sucked, I'd say it was okay. Uh, so I'm not saying that this game is going to be in the top 100. Maybe, I don't even know if it's going to be in the top 200 by the time we finish all these damn games. But there is a, a gap in between it and I, I didn't enjoy playing the other games as much as i did this this one that that hands down i enjoyed playing this game more yeah to each their own i, I give you that to each their own all right well i guess that's going to wrap us up on uh jeopardy sports edition uh I i'm just going to leave it as i think it's a good game uh for what it is it holds up it's a little bit slow gameplay but uh i don't think you uh pop in a jeopardy game to play a very exciting fast-paced arcade game yeah no there's no speed running this so <laughs> I, I, I didn't even look to see if there is a speed run on this <laughs> i will look into this but uh anyways that's all i've got if there's is there anything you want to add josh no nope, that's all i got uh, well i guess we're going to wrap it up our mount rushmore is actually has uh rsvps now you know you just don't automatically make it uh, so we're going to come up with our sixth game tonight and, uh, see where it falls. Uh, so this is George and I'm out. This is, uh, Arden. See you later.